0: All right. Welcome back. This is episode seven. Today I have a good friend of mine, Noah, who's out living in Toledo, Ohio, and glad to glad to have you on the podcast, man.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so today we have some topics we want to dive into. Um, first, first thing, I guess we'll get right to it. Instead of beating around the bush... Um, So the first thing that we're going to talk about, uh, topic wise is the whole conversation around being, uh, well, I, I consider it like kind of being the expert, but not being the expert at the same time. It's kind of like this constant growing process that you go through as being a creative. So you can feel like you're like expert of it, but you're still growing. So it's kind of like the journey along the way. And, um, I think it's something that we all face and kind of like go through being a creative and Noah and I specifically have had a lot of uh, conversation around that. But um, yeah, I guess before we totally get into it, I'm going to let you talk about uh, who you are, what you do, uh, and kind of how we know each other. So yeah.
1: Awesome. Uh, So yeah, so thanks again for having me on. Um, So as Max was saying, my name is Noah Kokensparger. Um, I'm a wedding photographer based out of Toledo, Ohio. Um, I've been photographing weddings for several years now. Um, Recently graduated from the University of Toledo with marketing and sales. Um, As of now, I'm pursuing wedding photography full time. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, pretty much me in a nutshell. I can dive into a bunch of other things. Um, Got two cats at home, a dog, a fiance. small tight group of friends, including Max, uh, which is an interesting story on how we met. Um, So I don't spend much time in Toledo and I don't are not in Toledo in Chicago, and I don't think Max spends much time in Toledo. Uh, So it's really by fate uh, that we were able to meet. Uh, We met last year, kind of through the COVID craziness um, through a mutual organization that we're both in the Toledo Creatives. Um, which is really just a group of um, creatives of all different industries that collectively get together um, uh, in person for workshops and socials. Um, and we talk about photography, videography, uh, makeup artists, tattoo, like basically any artist with any different realm. Um, so Max and I had the opportunity to meet uh, through that organization and formed a friendship, a distant friendship, um, not one that didn't last, um so we uh so we try to hop on these zoom calls as frequently as we can and that's something i always stress too is just making sure that you're connecting with people not just within your community but outside of your community as well so
0: yeah yeah i think that was kind of cool uh how we met through that uh just because i think so i first got into that group uh through knowing our friend Ellen, who i met through uh so far a while ago. So when I first saw this group, uh, I was on Instagram, you guys were posting a bunch of pictures and I saw uh, like these photos being shared. I was like, oh my God, this group, they look like they're having a fun time, <laughs> like doing cool creative things together. And uh, the more posts that I saw, the more I realized it was like a opportunity that it was like, you guys were all like connecting on a kind of similar message. And uh, I was like, this seems really cool. And I remember I looked up how far away Toledo was and I was like, ooh, that's not... I was like, I think I would drive that. Like, it's not that bad. And uh, sure enough, yeah, I think I came out to uh, a couple of the meetings. And I think you and I just, like, talked and connected over uh, a lot of the same things. And the more I got to know you, the more we realized that we kind of have, like, a similar work ethic and similar sort of, like, um, mindset and goal towards what we're about to get into. Um and so I, I think I, I think I found that really cool. So it was, it was also cool we connected over the whole like wedding. Uh, I mean, you do wedding photos. I'd, I'll do like wedding videos. So I think we had that uh, kind of mutual connection there too.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's the um, that's really the beauty of uh, of well, last year in specific. Um, just gained so many different friendships in the in the community and beyond, and um, being able to obviously network with those individuals and support them um, and share wins and losses and how we can improve and uh, how we can help each other improve. It's, uh, it's been quite quite the year, um, but I wouldn't take back any of it just given the fact all the good that came from it. So,
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree with that. I think it, there's a lot, like you said, there's like a lot to take from it. And I think that's kind of what starts this conversation today, too. Um obviously some stuff that you've shared with me has helped me kind of grow in different areas of what I'm trying to uh work towards. So, I think that that's why we're making this podcast to let to help other people with this, to share what we've kind of been talking about. Um so <laughs> <laughs> 20 years looking back at this like god who were we it's gonna be a whole nother story (laughs) wait you know what this is gonna help people for the time being don't watch this in 20 years don't listen to this in 20 years please don't If you're listening to this, you're a lucky listener. If you're watching, you're a lucky watcher. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I guess some of the things I'm going to talk to know about is uh, we're going to talk about like when you first got your expertise uh, in your field. Um, and we're going to talk about when you kind of first had that grasp on it, when you felt like you really were like feeling this whole thing out. Um, and we're going to talk about kind of the journey of. Learning to fall in love with the journey and not just like the little temporary wins. Um, and then we're going to have a little conversation around gear talk, because uh, I know that's like a huge thing around being an expert. Um, and we're going to talk about internal versus external motivation. So we'll dive, we'll get a little bit into that. Um, it's kind of like the whole conversation around like creativity being uh, a muscle that you're working. Um, and then at the end, I'll have Noah kind of share some advice that he has. So, um, yeah, let's, let's get into it. you ready to dive into this one. (laughs) Let's go ahead first into this one. Um, all right. So, uh, when did you first feel like you had this, like, I guess, quote unquote, like expertise or when was that like, aha moment for you, I guess
1: um so a little bit more about me so i've been taking photos since i was like four years old um you know i take photos of trees and dirt and rocks and you know (laughs) stuff that now i would consider like dumb but it's i don't know it takes me to a place of um being humble just because like i started where everyone starts um with a not so great camera um, with not so great editing software um so as you probably can guess, like I never really felt like an expert uh, through that start of the journey. Um, so I guess like if, I, if at any point in my career or journey did I ever feel like I was an expert, it was probably in high school, but like, to touch on that point um, and just put it out there, I don't think we're ever, we ever reached that point of being an expert. I think that we're always proactively aiming to be an expert Um, But it's the act of actually actively being an expert all the time. So Mm -hmm. I think any of us can claim to be an expert just as we can claim to be a professional. Uh, Because I don't really think there's any definitive value stating um, whether you are or you aren't. Uh, So like (laughs) the reason I say high school is because, I don't know, I think in high school most of us reach that point where we're like, Oh, I got this, or I can do that, or um, Mm -hmm. I'm an expert because... Because you have a certain ego and uh, maybe do. not everyone has that but um, I think it's those defining experiences that help you realize that you're never an expert you're always on that journey to become one
0: yeah yeah and it's really interesting going off of that I mean I, I appreciate the fact that you said it's kind of like you're almost like your ego um, you kind of have that like I, I guess I don't know the best way to articulate it but you have that sort of like boost where you like learn something and then you kind of start doing it a little bit more and you you're like oh I know this and you start almost feeling like you know it better than like people around you or you feel like you're like really uh on top of the whole situation and uh for me I think my moment with that uh particularly was around high school like you said um I was really into like at the time filming skateboarding um and i was like i think i'd only really been like focusing on it for like a few years um and i was like ooh like this is like my thing i'm like i'm like the complete expert of this and i mean to this day i'm still uh, talking about talking about filming skateboarding with friends and like gear and everything else surrounded around that conversation um so i guess going yeah go ahead
1: so my thing is, is when you come to that place, right, when you feel like an expert, and I think that's, like I said, it continually happens. Like maybe, you know, one day you feel like an expert, maybe the next day you don't. But when you do feel like an expert, for me, what, what I have to remind myself is if I at any point feel like an expert in a specific subject or field, I need to remind myself that I can go back to the books to keep learning. Um, so my question for you is when you felt that way or feel that way, What are you doing then next after you feel like an expert?
0: I'm watching uh, YouTube videos. I'm asking a lot of friends, a lot of questions. I don't know if that's out of a place of self-validation or not. Um, I am, I'm trying to think of another thing that I do. I mean, I'm doing all sorts of, I'm like reading forums on the internet. Um, Whether it's like, a Reddit forum or just another forum. Uh that's kinda what I do. I'm I'm honestly really bad at I think you're probably better at this than I am. I'm really bad at reading books. Someone's like, hey here's a physical book. Like read this. I'm like, get out of my face with that. I don't want that. <laughs> like uh so what do you what do you do personally?
1: Yeah, so I mean so as I was saying, like, I just, I just graduated from college, and I'm sure, like, those who are watching this have either gone to college, graduated college, or even dropped out of college, and, or didn't go to college, you know? There's, like, mm-hmm. four of those. Um, so in my journey through college, I felt, I don't know, I mean, there were certain situations where I just felt like um, maybe that I had learned all that I could or even outside of college, maybe there was situations where I watched so many YouTube videos that I was like, okay, I've learned as much as I can. Um, So you start to like, think that you're the best that you can be within that specific thing. Um, So like to, when I feel that way, one, I either acknowledge the fact that I don't know everything about that specific thing. So it's like Mm -hmm. the moment that you can understand that there's still more to be learned um, I think that's when you truly won. So, like, you lose when you think you become the expert in something that there's more to learn in or learn on. Uh, so the, the moment you think you won, you didn't. So you need to go back around. And and there's I think there's plenty of ways of doing that. It's not necessarily... Maybe you don't have to go out and learn more. Um, but also be, be aware and be humble and be present in the fact that, you know, you may not be... Uh, as as an expert as you could be, and I think mm-hmm. that just comes to a, like that comes down to like where you need to understand like that's a place of uh, just being okay and being content, yeah. if that <clears throat> makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think when you feel that way, for me at least, um, it almost feels like it's like that you've you kind of said it already, but it's like that you've made it moment sort of thing. And for me, at least, it like makes me feel like okay, I need, I can like t- almost like take a break from the like learning process because you're like, mm, I know this, we're all good, and then like it'll take like something so small, like whether someone sends me a link to a video or someone uh, like sends me a text or I get it, so whatever it is, something so minuscule that I'm like, oh, here's a whole another thing that I don't know yet, and it'll just like come across me randomly. Um, so whether that's like, uh, yeah, like I said, whether it's like a text or something, it's just, it takes that one little spike for me to be like, okay, I need to go and learn this now and get back into it. Um, so I guess with that being said, like, was your, was your first, uh, experience with that? Was that like revolved around photography or, uh, which was it like wedding photography specifically or what, like, what was that? like, specific moment for you?
1: Um, Honestly, probably when I graduated college um, because it was the first time in my life where I didn't have structured education. Um, So I wasn't in classrooms and I wasn't in Zoom calls and I wasn't, you know, doing school projects. Um, It was the first time where I actually, like, had the freedom to acknowledge uh, areas maybe that I was neglecting in my life. Um, So, like, it's almost like, post college stress in a way, you know, cause yeah, you're, you're, you're so, sense. you're so uh, used to this structured lifestyle or this structured education that once you exit it, it's almost like you go through this phase of nothingness. Um, yeah. you go through this phase of not really knowing what's next. So like, right. the, I guess like the, the point that I'm trying to make is like, and you've probably heard it before, like learning never stops. So the idea that you should continually learn and reinvest in yourself has always been like huge to me. Um, I think that's why I've gotten to be as successful or, or at the point where I am in my own business as well uh-huh. as just like hobbies and different things. Um, is because like the, the high of learning n- never left, um, I guess is, is what I'm trying to say. And like, The more that you're able to sit down and structurally be intentional with how you take on learning new information Mm -hmm. is just as crucial as when you were in school, if not more when you're out of school.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's, there's definitely, um, it's definitely something like that, that experience of like continually learning uh, is something that is like you said it's really valuable it's something that you can keep that you can take with you and keep using that as i guess even use it as like motivation or keep using it as something that's helping you go towards your goal because without that little like uh boost of like learn constantly learning you're gonna like lose that aspect of it and you're not gonna you're literally gonna stop and then not be able to continue on with what you're doing and it's not going to feel natural anymore it's just going to feel like this forced thing that you like have to do at which point the like excitement and the like journey is just totally cut
1: you recommend you know for for those people who might be struggling to take on learning new information like um obviously some people read books watch youtube read articles google stuff um and i think there's plenty of different platforms but it's usually not the uh getting the access to that information it's it's actually stepping up to the plate to consume that information so what do you have to say to those who maybe struggle trying to pick up that book or watch that youtube video
0: um i think you should talk to your friends that's the one that i always go towards um just because i think i've learned valuable information from talking to people that i've least expected to get that information from um whether you're like on set or whether you're like in a classroom or you're maybe even around someone that has like an uncle that does photography or like videography or whatever the creative uh, thing is. uh, They might've learned something that you didn't realize they might unlock something for you. um, Or maybe they'll put you in touch with, you know, their uncle or whatever it is. Um, That has been the most valuable to me, I think just bringing up what you do i i think it's something i mentioned in the last podcast uh is just bringing up something that you do around people that you don't expect it from i think that's where uh some of the most valuable information comes from sometimes um and i think i mentioned this in the last podcast is like talking to uh random people and talking to people you'd like least expect this information from uh sometimes you might have like that friend of yours that is um You might have that friend of yours that has, like, the uncle that was into photography or, you know, aunt, whatever, uh, that's into photography or into video or whatever the creative thing is. Um, And sometimes they might have information they've taken um, that they know or they'll connect you to their aunt or uncle or whoever it might be. Uh, I don't know why I go to that as an example. Um, But it seriously takes, like, anybody sometimes um, just randomly dropping it in people's ear of where they kind of like are dropping in there what you do and they'll they can kind of feed you that information so i think that's probably my recommendation um just because it, it can go a long way i mean even mm-hmm. even if they don't know information sometimes they can guide you to where they have heard right. where this information comes from um which well, they might even tell you to watch a youtube video and that's fine too because i've discovered new youtube videos through talking to my friends that I was like, wow, I've been watching this guy's channel for 10 years of my life, but I didn't know he had this video. Um, or they to a forum. So I think, I think that's what I recommend for that. Um, what, what do you recommend to people?
1: Uh, just being intentional, um, being structured. Um, networking is great. Uh, getting mentors. Um, mm-hmm. but, but being concerned about who you're talking to and what you're talking about. Um so like you can do this online, uh you can do this in person, uh, but ultimately, I think it comes down to setting the expectations, so like whoever you're talking with, um, letting them know like what you're hoping to achieve out of creating that relationship with them, and setting the precedent for how much time that you're asking of them uh. So I would say some, some mentors come as friendships, some mentors come as um, you know, paid coaches, and some mentors come mm-hmm. as you. you. know, Sometimes you're the mentor in someone else's life. So I think having a, a good understanding of, of what that looks like for you is probably the most important thing. And then if you aren't, um, so if you hear a squeaky in the background, it's my dog chomping on this f- tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, and I can hear a baby crying Love the outside. ASMR. This is, this is pro-podcasting right here, guys. This is in the raw. Uh, but, but no, so outside of like mentors, books, YouTube videos, if it's hard for you to start, only start with a small amount every single day. Um, I try to read a little bit every morning. Um, I always put the most important things first in the morning, breakfast, going pee, brushing my teeth. Whatever, whatever order is most important to you, uh, but structuring, yeah, the essentials. the essentials. Structuring your education, your extended education, in a way that is conducive and makes sense to your lifestyle and what works best for you. That's my piece of advice.
0: Yeah, I think you, you can't stretch yourself out further than what you can actually, what you're actually capable of. Um, and I, I think that's really good advice to give to somebody. I mean, I personally, I think I can take stuff even just from hearing that from you. Um, so I think that's, that's definitely really useful. You should all take, take notes, (laughs) get your phone out, write this stuff down. Um, especially if this is something that you're trying to dive into. Um, so I think another topic is the whole process of, and we've kind of already talked about it a little bit, but I think we can get into it a little more is, uh, learning to fall in love with like the actual journey versus the wins. Um, yeah. So as far as your experience goes with that, uh, let's let's hear a little bit about it.
1: So. Yeah, falling in love with the journey versus falling in love with the wind. So do I what do I mean by that? Um, I think sometimes in life we tend to believe that uh, there's destinations um, in life that we need to meet to 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 feel like we've won. Um, or to feel like we've accomplished something. Um, I think for most people this might be like getting a new job or making uh, a certain amount of money or buying the house or having the kid. And um, usually what happens is uh, we buy that house and six months later we're uh, getting off the honeymoon phase of it and starting to understand that, um, that the, the happiness wasn't necessarily in the, the house. Um, the purchase of the home and we start to experience these self-defeating uh, ideas just given the fact that we are no longer like accomplishing things um so okay. when i say like fall in love with the journey uh, i say fall in love with the journey versus fall in love with the winds because the journey is something that's consistently happening where the winds they happen and then they're gone you know so like uh a win could be as simple as I don't know, um, your significant other brings you home Chipotle, and like that's a win for you that day. Um, but, but, but do you expect your partner to bring you home Chipotle every night? Well, that's probably not gonna happen, so uh, the way I look at it is, is if you can understand that, the, that you need to fall in love with the journey so you can be happy continuously, um, I think that's, that's where you're winning. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. true, a true winning, uh, mindset. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I agree with that. It's, uh, it's definitely something that it makes you feel like you have to like chase after it, I guess. Um, and it's having that little, like, like you said, having that small, like victory doesn't help you, uh, just cause you had that doesn't help you like I, I don't want to say keep going because it mm-hmm. does help you keep going um, but I think you can't live with that mindset of that's how that's how the like that's how it's gonna be continuously because there's always different stuff whether it's like on a higher level of things um, well, like, let's expand
1: so, in that to a little bit more
0: yeah so uh I guess to give you an example of what for me personally mm-hmm. um, I remember like this is this kind of stretches far back but i remember like one of the first so far i shot it was like the third or fourth one in yeah um i remember it got like there was like literally like five seconds of something i filmed that i saw on like fox 32 chicago or something the very next day and i remember i was like super uh i was like super excited about that and to me that was like a little it was it was definitely a um it was definitely like a little victory in the moment, but it was that thing that made me kind of like keep going after that, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to live with that being like the like the like norm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was kind of my thing on that. Um, what what was, I guess, to get into it a little bit more. What what are you thinking there?
1: What I was gonna bring up. Um, so I like to read. It's something I just. Okay, I don't like to read, but I like what I read. <laughs> if that makes sense. Some people don't like to work out, but they like the, the what they accomplish by working out. Um, so there's this, so I'm reading Green Lights right now by Matthew McConaughey. It's like his mm-hmm. midlife memoir. It's not like a memoir because he's not dead yet. But he, anyways, uh, he talks a little bit about that and like experiencing those wins takes. Um, making sure that you're taking advantage of opportunities that are either, uh, that come your way or that you create. So he calls it green lights. So it's like the more green lights that you can catch, the more successful, the more opportunities, the more happy, the more consistently um, able you are to do things that you're wanting to do, if that makes sense. Right, So like you said, like sometimes it takes winning to keep going. But I know we're gonna talk a little bit later about like how creativity is a muscle. So in order for yourself to continually to keep growing and going, um, you have to, to te- or treat creativity like it's a muscle. Um, so it's something that Chase Jarvis says. Um, he's an influencer, has a book, uh, but definitely check it out. It, he basically says like, creativity is not something that you can neglect. Um, so, like, working out is not something that you can neglect. Eating bad is not something that you can neglect. It's uh, well, eating bad is something you can neglect. Not eating good is something you can not g- neglect. Uh, but guess what I'm trying to say is, is like making sure that you are knowingly taking wins as steps in your journey, and not as mm-hmm. endpoints. So for you, right. like for me, like I've, I've like graduated college, for instance, and I'll go back to that because I think this is something most people can relate to. When I graduated college, like that was a huge win and like it's something to celebrate, um, but it's not an end point, you know? And I think sometimes we get that idea that like, if, oh, if I make, you know, 100,000 this year, like cool, I'm set. But then what happens is, is you make 100,000 and then you're like wanting more. It's like the 100000 is enough to keep you happy and like pay for all your needs. But you have like these self-defeating ideas of like, I need more to stay happy. Um, right. And I know that's like a general topic in conversation. But I just like to remind people of that because I think it's the one thing that keeps me grounded is like, having realistic expectations of what i need to do to continually to keep going and understanding that when you win it's not an end point it's a starting point for your next win or your next journey
0: right right yeah and i i think i i think i resonate with that uh i think i resonate with that idea a lot and i think without that idea um i don't know i don't know where i would be without that idea honestly um i think it's something you like obviously it's not like an i mean we're talking about a podcast so we're externalizing it but i think it's more of an internal thought Mm -hmm. um which is something that keeps you keeps you grounded and keeps you going and that's why you have to keep building towards that next thing and that's what keeps me like i guess motivated um for this whole thing which i guess kind of I mean, I feel like we co- we kind of, like, covered what we were trying to talk about um, around that, which can, I guess this would be a good segue to get into the next part um, of the, like, well, I guess kind of, like, the internal versus the external um, motivation, and like you said earlier, it's kind of like the create, how you're using, like, creativity as a muscle mm-hmm. to grow, um, and I guess you can dive into that one, because you, you kind of brought up that subject.
1: yeah. Um so we have internal and external motivation. Um and by nature some people are more internally motivated, which means they're able to want to do something just on the, the given premise that they woke up and were wanting to do it. They they don't look at anything else as motivating them. Um mm-hmm. so like I don't know if eating is a good example, but in the morning you wake up hungry. So like you're internally motivated to eat. Versus had you seen like an advertisement on TV um, for food and you're like, okay, I'm going to go get that, that uh, burrito bowl or whatever from Chipotle, You know, that would yeah. be external motivation. So the idea is the more internal motivation that, that you can obtain, um, the more uh, in tune you are with oneself. Um, so I think okay. a lot of people struggle with this and I think it's something that even I struggle with um i'll use the example of going to the gym because let's face it going to the gym is difficult for a lot of people and i would make the argument that it's difficult for all people at some point Uh, but it's the fact that um, people feel like they need to be motivated to do like to go do something like going to the Mm -hmm. gym Um, and i've been personally going to the gym for several years now so like i've gone through those processes and hard times and difficult times where I just didn't feel motivated. And I would go as far as saying that um, there's there's segments of time where I don't feel motivated at all. And I think that's what stops people like that's the dip that stops people from actually accomplishing what they're trying to accomplish. So rather than feel like you need to chase internal or external motivation, start adapting consistent habits and behaviors that ultimately allow you to achieve your goals. So don't mm. rely on motivation to get you to where you want to be. Rely on the consistency and the intentionality of what you're doing to get you to where you want to be.
0: Right, right. Actually, I like how you put that. Um, I think that is definitely, definitely a good, uh, good way to look at it. And I think kind of going off of what you said there, too, um, you kind of use like the gym as the example. And I think going to the gym, you're learning how to like, you're working your muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that concept applies towards kind of what you and I do. You mean, you, know, you, you mentioned, um, and I obviously know that you do wedding photography and like portraits, um, and different, different styles of photography. And I think one thing to dive into there, um, is keeping that muscle. Like you you need to keep working that muscle. Right. Um, and, i th- i think whether or not you're doing it like for fun or for work um can help you keep working also but i think it's important to keep going at it i know that like um i know that sometimes i'll just go and shoot stuff just for fun so i think i think for me i'll go out and shoot stuff for fun and i'll go shoot stuff with friends or i'll do i'll take certain uh things like that to keep doing it because i know that if i go in like a I know if I go within like a week or something of not shooting anything. Like with skateboarding, I skate. So I think if I don't, Mm -hmm. I know if I don't skate for like a week and I try to skate after that, I'm almost having to like relearn certain tricks. Um, And I'm having to like kind of re, like work those muscles in my body to be able to like do that Mm -hmm. trick again and something I've learned before. So that applies to like me shooting video. So I think I'll go and, um, like, shoot something or, like, practice a certain style of shooting or a certain way of editing uh, randomly to be able to use that again and improve on that for the next thing that I do, if that makes sense.
1: Well, yeah, well, uh, creativity or the act of cre- uh, being creative, I um, can't think of the right word for it, but it's a skill set that, um, that can leave you. Uh, you know, it's just like playing a sport. You know, it's like if you mm-hmm. played a sport for 10 years of your life and then stopped and then started playing again in the next five years, like there's going to be like muscle memory, but you're going to have like have lost a skill set that it takes to actually be really good at what you do. So like going back to like what I was saying about being consistent, um, being consistent is more than just being motivated. Like being consistent is – probably the most important thing that you can do in anything that you're in. Whether that be video or photography or, um, or if you, literally anything, a traditional nine to five job, sales job, retail job, restaurant job, you know, like if you're consistently a good server at work, that means you're consistently going to be getting good results. Mm. Um, And I think sometimes it's easier to measure the success of being consistent so like going to the gym. If you're consistently going to the gym, then you're probably consistently losing weight and gaining muscle. But with creativity, it feels different because there may not be like an obtainable thing that you're, allowed, you're able to see by consistently being creative. Um, or like cooking. If you consistently cook your own meals, guess what? The next time you cook it, you're going to cook it better. So even if you don't have the internal or external motivation to cook, it's the act of doing that gets you the results.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I think, I guess I want to ask you too, like what, can you give me an example of, with you specifically where you've kind of experienced that or you've uh, kind of used that?
1: Yeah, so um, uh, with being in wedding photography and uh, working with couples, um, Let's let's take like technical camera skills and all that and just toss it out the window um, and talk more about like soft skills, for example. So mm-hmm. just like talking with your clients, and this is something that we all do. We all talk to our parents, we talk to our friends, we talk to people, and we even talk to ourselves. So I think um, in high school, I spent a lot of time networking with community members and outreach,ing and shooting sporting events and, show, and just showing up, right, and just being consistently mm-hmm. there. Um, but being consistent too with like soft, um, soft social skills, and like communicating with people. So being able to consistently put myself out there in a in a position that most people maybe feel uncomfortable doing. So yeah, so yeah, so creativity is like a muscle. Um, you know, it's something that you you got to just keep working, working on, uh, consistently working on for it to be able to grow. Um, and so what I've found over the years of uh photographing um people and things and places is that I've gotten better. Uh or at least I think I've gotten better um over time just due to the consistency of doing what I do. Um so I always make the joke that photography for me is the one thing I had not yeah. stopped doing. Um so I played soccer for a number of years and then obviously after high school I stopped playing that. Um There's been other jobs and industries that I've been interested in, but I've never stuck with any of them. And uh, yeah, there's just things in life that I feel like stick Mm -hmm. with you. And sometimes it's it's best to consistently continue Mm -hmm. to do those things. Um, Obviously, good things and not bad things. And I think that's probably why a lot of people have issues is because they consistently do a bad thing, which then leads to Mm -hmm. just a bad life. So what you do and how you spend your time doing it puts you in a position of like overall, like how you see yourself, how other people see yourself and ultimately like where you're at in your life. Um, so yeah, so like how I work out that muscle, cause I think that'd be the next question. Like what, what should you do to uh, consistently be creative? Um, you know, a lot of people make the argument that they're not in a creative profession so maybe like you're a bank teller, for instance, and your job doesn't necessarily require a lot of creativity, um, probably shouldn't. So I think we you might have a million dollars in your account. Oh wait, no you don't, you actually have $10. So like it's probably not the best profession to be creative, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like there's different things that you can do even though you might not see yourself as a creative person. Um, like for me to continually keep being creative outside of just photography. Like I said, I like to cook. I like to try out new recipes, change up recipes. Um, I like to write sure. uh, blog posts, captions on Facebook and Instagram, sharing stories through video, um, capturing promo stuff. I mean, there's a ton of different things that you can do to, to, to harness those creative mm. juices. Um, but I also think it stems back to like, what you did as a, as a child, like dreaming. And like, dreaming isn't necessarily always a bad thing. And dreaming can harness those creative elements that you sure. actually need to actually achieve. So, uh, you know, maybe waking up and reading a book and like dreaming about the characters or, or what, how you would be in the book if you were the character. Like, what would you do? And like, that's just creative thinking um so yeah so i guess like to reel that back in figuring out what is ideal for you to continually be creative even though there might be moments in your life where you're feeling not creative but those moments in your life are small moments in the long run so like going to the gym and and consistently going five days a week, all year long. And for instance, maybe you take a vacation and Mm. you miss a whole week. The week doesn't affect the end results because it was just a week in a year's time. So if you look at things from, if you start looking at things from a long-term perspective versus a short-term perspective, you can start to have more of a grounding sensibility on on what life is and what you're Mm. trying to do with it.
0: Yeah, and you can kind of grasp uh, an idea of what you're trying to get towards by doing that. Um, And I think that, in itself is like useful and i like earlier you were saying that you um have different things that you do to stay creative to get towards that um and i think i think that's really cool that that you see it like that too because um i think seeing it i think also seeing it like that is what's important too because i've talked to friends before so i'm yeah. like oh like what do you do that's creative and then they're like i don't do anything and i'm like well, what are you talking about and i'm like do, do you like i'll ask them like do you cook do you like write paper do you like write do you draw like do any of that and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah Mm -hmm. I write," and i or they'll say something like that i'm like yeah that that is a creative thing in itself um and so i think being like you said harnessing it and knowing that um is something that helps you get that way um and so i think for me like my the things that i do um i mean some people know i make like youtube videos um i like what was that TikToks, oh, TikToks. Yep, that's another thing that I do um, I make uh, what else do I do I'll like I'll, same thing Instagram posts I'll do like some social media stuff I'll like share some information I know about that with people and doing those different things helps me uh, push towards like what I'm trying to do and I think it all it all kind of comes back in a full circle at the end of the day like whether it's something that serves you good or helps someone else I think it all kind of like comes back to you uh, if you follow what I'm saying,
1: yeah, no, I 100% follow what you're yeah, saying. Yeah,
0: yeah, and so I think kind of to uh, get into the gear conversation here um, around this is kind of this one, this one's kind of interesting, kind of goes back to the first thing we were talking about is when you get, uh, especially like when you buy new gear, you feel more like that like expert feeling because uh, you get it and you get that like. That, like, kind of like that temporary high, I guess, that we were talking about, where it's like you're like, Ooh, I got this, like, I'm good. And then, right when you get it, it always seems like there's always something new. There's always like a new this that does that two times better, and you wish you had it, or it's the other way around. You get the cheaper one, then the next cheaper one comes out, and then you're like, Ah, and you you start to feel like behind Mm -hmm. almost because of gear um because i know like i'm currently going i'm currently having that right now where it's like i i have a camera that does what i want to do it's been serving me well but i spend a lot of time watching gear videos and then i start to feel behind and i'm like ah, oh, and then i lose that like i start to be like i need to get that next thing to be able to get to the next uh point in my life with this which i don't know if that's a realistic feeling or not i've been told both sides of this and this is why we bring up this conversation um because i've been told people like no don't worry about that you can still do it and still get there with what you have just take it easy and you know one step at a time um but i'm i'm like here i am literally i have a tab open right now where i can like press buy on the camera so um yeah just i guess that's kind of an interesting one for me. Um how how has that kind of been for you? Do you feel the same way with uh getting gear? And I guess what gear did you uh what gear did you like start off with compared to like what you have now and how does that kind of like uh change your mindset to feeling like you know you weren't an expert before but now you are because you have this or what is I guess kind of getting to that.
1: Yeah, so when it comes to gear, the gear conversation um I mean, you could talk about all kinds of different gear, but uh, I kind of—I tend to live by two different s- sayings. Um, so, buy once, cry once, and only buy what you have use for. So, uh, in regards to buy once, cry once, it's pretty simple. Um, buy what you believe is the best within budget that will last you maybe longer or better than the competing product. Um, so there's plenty of examples of this. I mean, for instance, maybe it's a lens. Um, so my recent purchase of last year, I bought uh, an 85 millimeter 1.2 RF glass for my nice. Canon. Um, it was also one of those things, did I need to buy it and did I have use for it? So I could have bought a much cheaper 85, like 1.4, um, you know, which is an older piece of glass, doesn't have the same mounting system. Nonetheless, um, I realized that I had use for the 85 1.2 because I use it for tons of portraits and even on weddings. Um, yes, it was more money, but I bought that knowing that I wouldn't regret it later. So I think the message here is Even though there's sometimes a cheaper product that might look super good, do your research first to see if there's maybe a better product that's going to last you longer and suit you better. And if it means saving up more money to purchase that product and make your business or your service better, then to me it's worth it. And then going back to buy only what you have use for, let's be honest, like how much stuff that we purchase, whether it be on Amazon or at Target or any of these stores that might uh, sensationalize a product. Um, so for us, being photographer, videographer, being in that scene, uh, I'll tell a story. So a couple of years ago, I thought I'm gonna get into doing more video and I'm gonna try to do video and photo at the same time. and. That could be a realistic expectation and something that you can achieve. But at the time, I was looking at this really cool DJI gimbal um, that had the motors and all the cool shit on it and uh, did all these all fancy the yeah, fancy rotations and whatever. And like any other purchase, I'm like, I'm going to buy this gimbal because I know it's, it's buy once, cry once. There's other ones on the market that aren't motorized, but this one's good and it's going to last and it's going to be awesome. Well, I bought it. And two weeks later, I realized that I have no use for this thing at all, like none. So I took it back. So another point is, is if you buy something, don't be afraid to return it. Don't be afraid. If it doesn't fit your budget and it doesn't fit what you need it to be used for, don't be that guy that holds on to it just because it's sentimental. So what's allowed me to grow and like keep my business where it's at is having a good understanding of what tools I need to create the services that I want to provide. And what I need Mm -hmm. to create is gonna be different than what you need to create. So, understanding that gear lust is temporary, it's a short-term fix, it's a short-term high. Um, Like watching porn, just gonna throw that out there. (laughs) Do not watch porn, no, I'm just kidding. uh no but there's certain it's it's uh it's it's it releases chemicals man it's like going to like chipotle again it's like going to chipotle i'm gonna go treat myself to chipotle you really like your chipotle don't don't. you chipotle not sponsored not sponsored by chipotle yeah get your burrito now buy one get one free half off no uh what i'm saying is it's like sponsor us chipotle (laughs) um be very vigilant and aware of the things that give you short-term highs, because those are the things that you tend to want to stay away from. So when I purchase stuff now, when I go and buy um, an exp- what, what I would see as an expensive piece of equipment, I don't even get excited anymore. And I'll tell you why. It's because I've spent so much time understanding how I'm going to use that new piece of equipment, but by the time I get it, it's not even cool. Because all it's doing is just yeah. serving its job.
0: Yo. <laughs> so if it, oh, if it god.
1: excites you, if it excites you, it's probably too good to be true.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I can relate so much to that. I had the same exact situation. Uh, I did the same thing. Like I had to buy uh, this lens that. I saw some people using it on YouTube and then I found a friend using it and I'm like okay this lens will like serve me good in the long term and it still is serving yeah. me good um it's uh, I think it's a 24 to 71.8 uh or a 17 to 40 I think 24 to 71.8 um and it's it's really nice I really like yeah. it but I got it like after watching videos and seeing results and then now that I have it I'm just like it's just serving its purpose <laughs> There's no there's no like fun in it, but I'm like, at least it'll like serve me well. I mean, I did what you said too, I waited. I was about to buy a cheaper lens, but then I waited, I put the money aside, and then I bought it. Um, which I guess kinda going off of that too, one thing I always get from a lot of people, this is like this I get this question almost every day of my life. Um, people are always like, What's a cheap, good lens I can buy? Everyone always wants the cheapest, right? And that, may, that might mean they're in a situation of a position they can't afford it. The more expensive one, even if they were to save up, or they're not going to go towards it. Which, Because I know some people do this stuff as like a side hobby, but they're still trying to like invest. Um, and I feel like I'm the worst when it comes to telling people to get the cheap stuff, because I'm not one for that. Um, I'm not one to be like, hey, go buy this cheap thing. Um but it it is kind of hard when you're in that position like what what would you what would you personally tell someone that is trying to get like the best value for uh i mean you don't need to get like specific mm-hmm. but what would you like shoot them uh would you like send them a video would you tell them to do that? like what would be your advice for that
1: uh my advice for someone who's looking to upgrade their gear or something within their hobby or their business and um mm-hmm. Well, I always like to live by, if I can buy it twice in cash, I can buy it. So like if I have double what it costs, then I have the means to purchase it. But there's obviously it's multifaceted in the approach and like how you evaluate the purchase. So for me, my hack, quite simply, when I was like, so um, before I turned 18, uh, I had asked my mom if she'd get a Best Buy credit card. Because I knew that Best Buy offered zero percent interest rates between <laughs> wow. 12 and 24 months. So the deal was some of the biggest. So one of my biggest purchases in the beginning was my um, my crop camera. Uh, yeah, my crop camera, Canon 70D. Um, and I shot on that for like five years. But what I'm getting to is, I s- financed that camera to start in photography. Because I knew that I was going to continually be in photography, that taking the risk, calculated risk, and uh, yeah. uh, getting and what I'm trying to say, and uh, <sighs> I don't even know. So putting that, so putting the camera on the Best buy card and having like 12 or 24 months of zero percent gave me the opportunity to pay on the camera per month. So what it did was, is it allowed mm-hmm. me to keep money in my pocket longer. And then made me and gave me the ability to have the piece of equipment in my hand now to, so to to make money to pay for it. So my thing is, I don't buy anything unless it can pay for itself. So, right. So for like for instance, um, right now I've got my drone on the Best Buy credit card, and it's one of those purchases that I haven't made a ton of money with. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like I should probably take this back or I should probably sell it because I'm not really using it to make money. But at the same time. Right. I use it for travel and i use it for hobbyist you know videos so if you can get a best buy credit card or a credit card to anywhere that sells cameras or equipment at zero percent over a period of time and you know that you are able to pay that off within that period of time while still using that piece of equipment in that time and this is not financial advice this is just what i've done and i think this would help other people it'll give you the opportunity to have that camera or that piece of equipment in your hand for the 12 to 18 months or whatever while making money with it to pay it off but my other piece of advice is just keep saving i mean that's what i've done for a lot of my equipment i have bought it in cash Um, i personally live by the principle hold on to your money longer or as long as you possibly can now i'm not saying buy everything on a credit card but if it's a larger investment, for instance, like if it's $4,000, you could pay it in cash, but like paying it in cash, then it, if something happens and you need that money, now it's gone because you just gave it all away. So right, right. be very careful on how you spend your money and be very diligent in how you save it. When I was a server, I was serving at Outback, I would pocket um, all my fives and ones from every night that I worked put it in a shoebox, and forget about it. So you can do that with 20s. I did it with fives and ones, you can do it with 10s and 20s. Um, I wasn't making enough to do it with you know, 10s and 20s. Um, but it, so at one <laughs> point I had $2,000 in a shoe box just from ones and fives that I saved up. So like,
0: That's incredible. I
1: started from nothing. I bought my first DSLR camera. I bought everything that I currently own um, and I use the Best Buy hack, and I live by it, and I'm an elite member, and I have a 60-day return policy. So if I don't like it, I take it back. Best Buy not sponsored.
0: That is a... <laughs> that. <laughs> We're just dropping these names left and right. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's a really good thing to live by, um, especially when it comes to uh, gear and being able to return it and having that at your, like... Uh, having just the access to that um, and I think those those purchases that you made, like especially like going off uh, the camera you said you used it for like five years uh, before you upgraded so like you said, knowing that long term use and knowing that you can make that money back and using it is what's important when you're trying to pursue something like this as like a career mm-hmm. um, and if it's for fun, then maybe that message doesn't matter so much, um, but with what you're saying with the drone um I think it's something that you can in just maybe two or three different gigs if you charge enough you can make the money back just in those few amount of like uh gigs or jobs that you work from that purchase um so I think it does you know when you when you see it like that helps you understand why you've made the purchase and helps you and can, it can definitely go a long way um So I know, like, for me, when I I first got the, uh, so I have, like, I first had a Canon 60D, and originally I bought that just from my own, like, savings. Um, I didn't see it as a work thing, Um, but I think when I first got it, I was, like, one day I can be, like, the, like, expert of this whole thing and really, like, learn it. And I had, like, for free, obviously, I had, like, friends that were telling me how to use it. And friends that were showing me different things with that I didn't even know at first, um, and so the further I, the further down the road I went. I mean, people always make the joke to me like, "Oh, you have so many cameras. You have like, what camera don't you have?" I mean, I don't know, if, I don't know. Okay, you can't see me back here, but I have like cameras on my wall right yeah. now. Um, I have like a, I have like a, like a bunch of DSLRs I bought. I've had a 60D, then I had a 6D, um, and I think I bought those once. I bought the 6D. That was something that I saw as like. I could start using that for some work stuff. Um, and that was the time that people start hitting me up. There's, like, photos of me, like, working with that. Um, and that was why I bought that, because I was like, okay, this is going to have the next higher quality. I can make more money off of it. Um, and then that transitioned into me buying a, uh, a Canon Cinema camera, the, C, uh, the C100. And I think when I first bought that, that was what really felt to me uh, like... I was putting a lot down towards the camera I think it was like I want to say at the time it was around like the like 1000 mark maybe even 1100 and that took like a lot of saving up for me and just working um and then I was like okay this is worth it and it took me at first it took I'm not gonna lie it took me a little bit to actually like work stuff to be able to pay that off and I, I was getting nervous at first I was like ooh I don't know if this is like the right uh the right purchase to make um But eventually, yeah, in time, it ended up being the right thing to make. And I think that was what kept me, uh, I I learned more about it too. I watched YouTube videos and I was like, oh, I can do this. And I started like feeling it out more. And I was like, okay, I'm like getting the full grasp on this camera. And uh, I had friends telling me stuff about it. I was like learning different lenses that worked better with it. And that kind of kept me excited. I mean, even that lens I just bought, I learned that it looks best like it looks best compared to some other lenses i have and i was like why didn't i know this the whole time so now i think that's going to keep me learning more about it um and i think that in itself has paid off to show me that that purchase was worth it and like i said i'm always learning new stuff um and yeah i think that's i think that's kind of where i'm where i lie with that one as far as gear goes and i mean on top of just cameras too like I'm always buying new lighting. I don't like as being a video person. I'm always buying like new lighting, new like audio gear. So I'm always watching uh, YouTube videos, so it just never stops. And sometimes it's hard, honestly. Like I think you're trying to help me get better at this right now. Is like keeping track mm-hmm. of it. Um, I, I need to be better at like actually keeping track of it and being like, okay, did I actually make the return on that? Um, and I think making like a dock or having different uh, platforms that can you know, file those numbers for you, they can really put it together, will help you see the numbers, like, right in front of you, um, which can also help you kind of keep pushing, keep going towards this goal that you're trying to achieve, because when you don't see that turnaround, you start losing that motivation to keep going towards it. Um, And I don't know, I I assume you feel the same way about it, too.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, 100%. um... Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, it's not, it's not so much about like the specific gear that you have, but, um, the appropriate mindset that you have with it and how you use it and like your knowledge about it. So like, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm probably less about the technical aspects of my gear now than I was before. And I think I've realized that Mm -hmm. the, it, what matters most is how I use it and not so much like what it does because it can right, do a lot right. more than maybe what I have used for it, but, like, none of that really matters because if you spent all your time trying to understand everything that it does, you'll neglect the time that you need to be actually using it for what you need to use it for. So my thing is...
0: You've wasted time. Yeah. If it ain't
1: putting food on the table, then it probably isn't worth having.
0: Right, right, 100%. And I, I always get that message from my friends, too, like, whenever I'm talking about gear, some people are like... It doesn't matter, like, what you have. Uh, It matters, like, how you edit it or something at the end of the day and what, you know, and I I think some of that comes from a place, like, for me at least, from, like, self-guilt being, like, oh, I I don't like the way that looks, thinking that someone else is going to, like, see it that way too. But everyone at the end of the day sees stuff differently and has a different approach to it. So whether or not you, like, you might not like it, but you could show it to someone else who is, like, telling you that it's the best thing they've ever seen um like for me for me to get i guess detailed into that i've had like moments of like footage where i'm like adjusting my camera or something like that and i'm like moving around to grab a different shot and someone else will see that and be like i love those like five seconds that you're moving around and i'm just like how do they see that like what are they seeing that i'm not seeing so i think part of that for me personally comes from like personal like just judgment I'm, like, judging myself a little bit too yeah. hard there. Um, but I think having those little moments to realize those things are what keeps you uh, keeps you moving forward. I don't know if you've had uh, a similar experience with that, too, where you've, like, shown a photo to somebody. Uh, and they're just, like, like oh, I like that one. But you're, like, that's not the one that I like. I don't know if you've ever had that.
1: Uh, well, I mean, art's subjective. Videos are subjective. Photography's mm-hmm. subjective. Um, no, not not really um Mm -hmm. you know like if if the client's happy i'm happy uh obviously Mm -hmm. you don't you don't want to be the only one happy in that situation Um, i would say more times than not for sure that um maybe the client is super happy and i'm not happy so then i have to be okay with being okay you know like and it's tough Mm -hmm. because the other part of me wants to redo what I maybe didn't think was done the best. But Mm
0: -hmm.
1: done is better than perfect. And sometimes Mm -hmm. your happiness I I hate saying it. Your happiness comes from being okay. You know? It doesn't come from necessarily being happy with what you what you did. I mean the fact that you did it you should be happy. And like but that doesn't mean you should always you shouldn't thrive for perfection and you shouldn't thrive for uh, more happiness um, and what you do. So, yeah, you kind of took a totally different direction on that topic. Man, we went from gear back to yeah. mindset. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I think it. I think I went into that because um, it at the end of the day, like your gear is what you show. It comes out in what you show. So I think it's. Um, I think it's important to, like, have visuals and that that all comes back to the gear that you have and yeah. how you're feeling about it. And that's I think that's kind of why I brought that up. Um but yeah, I mean, was there was there anything else on like the gear conversation that you wanted to bring up before we uh, get to the end of this thing?
1: Sure. I mean, one last note. Um I have been one of those people uh that have asked, "Hey, what what do you use? What what do you use? What 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 do you use? What what do you use?" I think there's, there's, va- I think there's value in that. I think if, if who you're asking is a trusted advisor and like someone who you can actually like come to for advice, that's great, ask them. But we're in a day and age where technology has surpassed like, oh, that's great and that's shit. No, it's all pretty good at this point. So it goes back to spend less time trying to figure out and copy what other people are doing and really understand like, what you're trying to do with what, you're, what you want. Um, yeah, so that's my ending note.
0: I need to be better at that. I'm personally not too good at that. I'm always like, same thing, I'm always asking people, like, what do you have, what do you do? And it's usually when I ask that question, it comes from I see something that I really like. It'll I, take be like... I take that back.
1: I take that back. I think that's good. I think if there's something that you're already interested in getting, and you want to ask someone more information about it, like that is appropriate. Um, I guess what I'm trying to counteract is like you'll see a lot of times on forums, like, hey, like what what's the best camera? Or what's the best lens? And it's like none of them, <laughs> or all, or or all of them, because all of them in the sense that whatever one that you have is the best one you've got. People. Mm-hmm. People get so hung up on that in the beginning. And I feel pretentious saying that because I have the gear that I've always wanted now, um, mm. but I didn't always. So like the gear I started with, of course I had lust for shit that I didn't even need. Like I don't need a, I don't, I don't look, a RED camera is sexy as shit. Do I need a RED camera? At one time I probably thought I did, you know? <laughs> and then i came and then i woke up and realized that look what i have in my hand right now even if it's my phone is way better than a red camera that i don't have right so sit down shut up and create with what you've got
0: yeah no okay yeah so i i see what you're saying so it's what you've got you need to learn is the best to keep uh to kind of like keep creating to keep making your product for what you want um yep. and i think that it's it's important to really like know how to use that gear too and make mm-hmm. the best of it because you can at the end of the day it's not always like about like comparing yourself to what others have i mean sure like i said earlier it's kind of cool to see what someone else has and then ask those questions and kind of go off of that but just because they have that like whatever it is that thirty thousand dollar camera lens or doesn't mean that you can't achieve the same thing absolutely you can achieve you can achieve it with what you have um and i think that is a pretty useful thing too for um kind of like hold kind of like keeping your expertise um and growing i don't it's kind of like you can't go like zero to 100 in like a second like that i guess is the best way to phrase this um it's like those little steps that gotta get you you gotta you know you gotta go 25 miles per hour before you can go 100 you gotta go Fifty before you go to a hundred, like yeah. Uh, unless you know, unless you're like what a NASCAR driver, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you're you're not gonna go zero to a hundred like that. Um, so I think that is what keeps you. And no one will ever. I don't think. Again, the topic of the conversation is not just to hit a hundred and be happy with it. I mm-hmm. think that's the whole crux of this conversation. Is you're you're always growing. You're creative. You're always growing. You're always getting to the next thing. So there's never gonna be that pausing moment where you're there, you're done, you made it. It's all good. It's it the, the day you start it, the day you keep doing it is that you're just gonna keep uh keep going uh for that entire time. And I think that I think that's a pretty good way to kinda put a cap on the gear conversation. Um so I guess with that with that being said, is there anything else um, I guess this is the end towards the end of it. Where I like to have like a piece of advice to give to somebody. Um, what what advice would you give to somebody who's um, kind of who's the who's like trying to become the expert in their subject? Uh, who's like a growing creative?
1: Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of pieces pieces of advice that I can give. Um, I want to focus on one uh, and that being mindset. Um, so I think we talked we talked a lot about mindset on this, on this podcast or on this episode. Um, and for good reason, I think, I think because it's applicable, it's applicable to all of us. Um, it's not like talking about one specific creative industry or one specific camera, for instance. Uh, and mindset for me is I think the one thing that's really been able to take me further in my journey it's the one thing that can't really be bought it's the one thing that's not tangible it's the one thing that we all can have um regardless if you're rich or you're poor or if you're here or in some other part of the world so if you're able to have and garnish a stronger mindset in your journey um, in the process uh, you'll be able to become stronger Um, you'll be able to make better decisions better choices you'll be able to look at yourself and your business in a better light. So I guess like the next question is, well, how do you get a better mindset? Um, I think it's daily practices. Like you said, it's not zero to a hundred. It's learning when to be okay. It's learning when to give yourself some compassion. It's learning how to be introspective, how to be aware, how to be present, and I think that's all sounds super intimidating on like the forefront, um, but some things that I like to do: uh, journaling, um, reading a book, dedicating some amount of quiet time, physical activity, um, drinking water. I mean, these are basic things and behaviors that you can do to create a, a, just a, a healthier mind. So I think it's, yeah. it, it, it ultimately it starts with the mindset. It starts with the mindset because without the mindset, you have nothing. You can have a fancy camera, you can have a nice car, you can have all the equipment that's necessary and the connections to be a, a successful business owner. But if you don't have the mindset to do and use those tools that I just listed off, you have nothing. Like, mm-hmm. And if you're not happy, like the only way to change that is by changing your mindset. So I know I got that like, it's a little serious and like probably (laughs) not as lighthearted as I probably could have gone. Um, But uh, another piece of advice is believing in oneself. It's just uh, making sure that you don't have any self-defeating ideas. Because in the end, the only person that stops you from pursuing anything in life is yourself. So if you can't believe in yourself, um, no one else is gonna believe in you. So I've done a lot of things where I was questioning whether or not I believed I could do it, but I did it anyways, hoping for the best or anticipating the best. And I think that's what's given other people the ability to believe in me because you can believe in yourself, but if no one else believes in you when you're dealing, doing business, like it don't really matter, but I can hundred percent guarantee that if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. And it shows. So that's probably my two biggest pieces of advice. Wow.
0: Facts right there. I don't know if I can even add that was wow. (laughs) That was that was perfect. Um, Yeah, I think that is wow. You guys need to take notes. Get out. Get your phone out. Get your piece of paper out. Write these notes down. Hopefully Um, you made it
1: this far and we didn't bore you to death. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should cut that. You should like put it in the beginning and be like Okay, this is it. And if you want to watch the rest, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it ends up being a three-minute podcast. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so I think, I think the only other thing that I can say that – I mean, you, you kind of said it already, but I, I think I echo those same things. Um, that's really it. But I think the one thing I can say is having a schedule, that has for sure helped me. Um, as loose as that sounds and as, like, broad as it sounds and basic – I think having that like schedule just rang down your phone like from like nine to twelve you're gonna work on this uh or you know this and th- you're gonna work on that even even if you can't get as like specific of the times, um, you should definitely make like a day like in your phone like write it out in your calendar day by day what you're gonna knock out and by the end of the week maybe you'll hit that like weekend goal, mm-hmm. um of what it will be and then you can start clean the next week, or maybe it takes you two weeks to get to that, or a month to get to that. Um, Whatever it is, then you can kind of build off of that onto the next thing. Um, Because I think a schedule has helped me. I know when I personally don't have a schedule is when I find myself sitting around not doing anything, and it does not help me. I will spend hours on, like, TikTok, or I'll spend (laughs) hours on Instagram, whatever it is, scrolling, and that doesn't... At the end of the day, I mean, I'm doing business things sometimes. Uh, Sometimes not, but... I think at the end of the day it's the like the labor the like mindset that puts you towards all this so um i don't i don't want to steer too much away from what you said because i think i think you brought up some really good points um but yeah i think that's i think that's probably it for uh for me i mean the only other thing i said at the beginning of this podcast is just talking uh talking to your friends um that's the only other thing i would say to like don't avoid talking to your friends. Always ask your friends, even if you don't know who they, or how they're associated with someone, or what they uh, know, or whatever it is. Just talk to your friends, even if you're not, or meet new friends even. Go to like, like a, in, in the beginning, I was talking about how I went to this, like Toledo Creatives thing, and just talking to you from this has helped me figure out new things. And we're always on Zoom together, trying to figure out new ways to articulate ourselves. Um, so yeah, just kind of, Talking to new people, meet new people, even your old friends. I think that's my advice. So, um, yeah, on that note, is is there any other final thoughts you had before we wrap it up? Uh,
1: Well, that we're all on our own journey. You know, at the end of the day, like listening to these conversations, I hope they help. Um, I hope they help bring some level of peace to to other people who might be experiencing similar things. Um, We all come from the same place and all end up in the same place. So, like what happens between then and now or then and later, I should say is um completely up to you it's completely up to us um you know it's just captain uh, of own ship captain of your own ship um don't be afraid to be who you are, and people will appreciate you for it
0: yeah, yeah, I think that's a good I think that's a good note to leave off on. um so uh yeah thanks for hopping on this podcast i know it might have been a little bit of a longer one than intended um but thanks for hopping on and sharing your 10 cents it's good to good to have you on here especially uh you know uh, having met you out in ohio so appreciate appreciate you as always and thanks for hopping on
1: well thanks for having me dude appreciate it
0: yeah awesome yeah of course i'll uh i guess stay tuned for the next episode, episode 8, I'll have another guest on, and hopefully you guys enjoyed this, so, talk to you later, peace.